Hi there, it's Matt again, and it's lovely to be with you, chatting with you. In the last three episodes, we spoke about if and how exercise enhances your sleep, and then we spoke about whether the type, the intensity, and the duration of exercise makes a difference. However, (laughs) beyond the if and the what type of exercise, we finally need to discuss the when, which is to say, does the timing of your exercise, be it in the morning or the afternoon or even in the evening, does that matter when it comes to sleep improvements or even sleep harm, sleep damage? That's what we'll focus on in this last for now, I'm sure, episode all about exercise and sleep. And I'll begin by saying I was wrong. (laughs) Well, I'm wrong about so many things, but advice on exercise timing and sleep was one of those things I was wrong about. If you'd asked me maybe, what, seven or eight years ago about sleep recommendations and exercise timing, I would have said that you should perhaps consider avoiding at least mid to late evening exercise as it could harm your sleep. At the time, the evidence was in short supply, hence my annoying hedging vernacular that I would have used in that prior sentence, the the may, the perhaps, the consider, the could. And if you look back, the original recommendation that led me to suggest that came from work in insomnia. And it was founded on very reasonable logic, which was the following. If one exercises in the evening, there could be an increase in your core body temperature, such that you would be too thermally hot in terms of that core temperature, which would injure your chances for good sleep. And that was the worry, especially considering that we'd just made the discovery around the same time that people who struggle with sleep typically suffer from a higher nighttime body temperature than good sleepers. But now when it comes to people who are healthy, normal sleepers. In terms of evening exercise, the evidence is quite the contrary. And that data, that evidence, has delightfully disabused me of my original stance. Indeed, it allows us to, mostly as I hedge once again, abandon the myth of evening exercise being the arch enemy of good sleep. And I'm sure that's music to the ears of you night owls out there who enjoy nothing more than a late evening gym session. But how late is late? Let's see how close we can get to bedtime before things actually break. If we take a group of healthy individuals and we have them perform either a high or a low intensity training session that ends 3.5 hours before bed, is there any damage? The answer is no. In fact, it's quite the opposite. Evening exercise boosted the amount of sleep that those individuals got by a significant 15 minutes, 
But as, if not more importantly, it also resulted in those individuals spending significantly less time awake at night relative to the non-exercise days. That was 3.5 hours. Let's get closer again. What if we have people perform an exercise session and here in this study it was weightlifting or resistance training that ends just two hours before bed? Do we flip from good news to bad news? And the answer once again is no. It is still good news and good news on two fronts. First, individuals who perform exercise in the evening just two hours before bed fell asleep in half the time that it normally would take them relative to a non-exercise night. Second, those individuals experienced almost a 20% boost in deep non-REM sleep in the first few hours of the night relative to a non-exercise day. A sponsor of today's show is Inside Tracker. Inside Tracker is a service and they come to your home, as they do for me, and they will analyze your blood and your DNA to know precisely what is happening inside of you regarding a host of different blood and metabolic and hormonal health metrics. What I also like is that in addition to the results, they then provide you with a personalized set of recommended, I guess, sort of lifestyle changes and suggestions to better optimize your health as a consequence of what those results were for you, that unique snowflake. So you can use the link insidetracker.com forward slash Matt Walker, and you will get a healthy discount from your purchase. So again, that is insidetracker.com forward slash Matt Walker. So that was good news. Now let's get even more daring. How about exercise just 90 minutes before bed? Have we reached the threshold here and entered the sleep damaging territory? Once again, the answer is no. If we take a group of once again healthy individuals, and in the study it was all men, and then we put them through three different experimental conditions. The first session, or session one, was essentially a cardio workout. Uh, if you're a nerd like me and you'd like me to be more specific, I can tell you it was 30 minutes at 75% of maximum heart rate. In the second session, those individuals then performed a weight training session or essentially a resistance training session. So that was largely aerobic rather than anaerobic. And here, to be specific, it was a whole body workout once again for the same 30-minute duration. And then session three, that was the baseline control condition. So there, there was no exercise. And just as a reminder, this all ended just 90 minutes before bed. Did the anticipated fear of increased body temperature obstruct the good fortune of good sleep? And the answer was no, there was no damage. And although there weren't any marked differences in sleep in terms of sleep improvement, there was certainly no damage to sleep. 
And in fact, if you looked at the core body temperature of those individuals, yes, indeed, core body temperature did increase during both the exercise conditions, especially the cardio exercise condition, and that's to be expected. But 90 minutes later at bedtime, core body temperature was nearly identical across all three of those conditions, be it the cardio exercise, the weightlifting exercise session, or the no exercise session. Now, just two quick caveats here to maybe curb our enthusiasm for especially late night exercise. First, as I said, there was no harm that came to sleep when it ended, when the exercise regimen ended 90 minutes before bed. And at least in this experiment, however, there weren't any benefits of exercise to sleep. Also, if you go back to looking at the core body temperature of those individuals in the two exercise groups, it was quite clear that after 30 minutes or even 45 minutes, core body temperature was still elevated. And it was only by 90 minutes that those individuals hit sort of thermal net neutrality or normality, as it were. Okay, let's get especially close. What if we have participants perform exercise, and here it was heavy weightlifting, specifically within 60 minutes before getting into bed? In other words, it finished one hour before those individuals were then put to bed. Well, there we did see an impact. First, there was a reduction in the total amount of sleep, and it also reduced the overall efficiency of their sleep. So what we can do at this point is say that there seems to be about a one-hour cutoff point at which sleep is harmed. And in truth, I don't think that that's pragmatically worrisome. You know, in reality, I don't know of any of my gym rat friends who will clock in a workout and then they're diving into bed within 60 minutes of their typical bedtime. But nevertheless, I still wanted to provide you with that evidence so that you have the knowledge. So the interim summary so far from the empirical evidence pulpit, as it were, is the following. First, if you like exercising in the evening, worry not about your sleep it will more than likely be fine. Indeed, so long as it's not too close to bed, and here we're talking about within an hour, it will more than likely result in very enviable, alluring sleep benefits. The second thing to say is that, to be safe, it's probably best to exercise no later than 90 minutes before getting into bed, or perhaps even a little bit before that. So that's us dismantling the myth of evening exercise being ill-advised for most healthy individuals. But there, all I've told you is about exercising at one specific time of day, which is the evening. What about exercising across different times of day, morning, afternoon, or evening? Well, we've discovered that it can make a difference, or I should say, it can make a difference for at least three specific sleep features. The first is the amount of REM sleep that you'll get. The second is the amount of very light, shallow stage one non-REM sleep. And the third 
is the amount of time that you will spend tossing and turning awake at night. And there's been enough studies for us looking at exercise at these three different time buckets of morning, afternoon, and evening that we can average them together and get a big or, I don't know if it's big, but at least bigger picture of what the take-home answers are. And this is what we've discovered. First, exercising in the middle part of the day, meaning technically exercise that is occurring three to eight hours before getting in bed, is associated with moderately less REM sleep. So again, that's afternoon exercise. And this does fit, by the way, with some content that we've described in the previous episodes on exercise and sleep, that there can be this reduction, this modest, and again, it's modest, but a modest reduction in REM sleep. So that's the first of the three sleep metrics dealt with. Now let's focus on the second one, which is the amount of shallow, light, non-REM sleep. What we've discovered is that if you exercise either in the evening or in the morning, you get this nice benefit of spending somewhat less time in those shallow waters of less restorative light stage one non-REM sleep. But here again, I want to be absolutely, resolutely and affirmatively clear, and I'll say this several times in this episode, I am not telling you not to exercise in the middle of the day. You absolutely can, and you should if you want. You still get plenty of nice sleep benefits. Simply that for these three sleep metrics, and I'll come on to the third in a second, don't worry, there are some modest time of day differences. So the third and the the final thing is that we've discovered that working out in the evening, and again, this is defined as at least three hours prior to bedtime, what we see is that your sleep is somewhat more efficient and you will spend less time tossing and turning throughout the night. And that's relative to either working out in the morning or in the evening. But once again, once again, don't think that you cannot work out at specific times of day or that all is lost regarding the sleep benefits. Work out, that's the key message here. This podcast is supported by Athletic Greens. Athletic Greens is a comprehensive nutritional drink and it contains countless different health components. Let me stop there. I say countless. I actually know the company pretty well and I know how the product is made. And I believe at last count, it's over 75 different vitamins and minerals and probiotics, prebiotics, and other whole food source nutrients and you consume it every day. And I do drink Athletic Greens, and for the record, I buy my own supply because of all of the obvious sort of integrity trappings that come with free product, and I just don't want to get into that. So as I said, I know the company really quite well, including their stellar CEO, and I trust their creation and their manufacturing procedures. They've got all of the correct stamps, things like TGA and GMP stamps, Basically, they're rigorous. So anyway, 
If you are mindful of your health, then you may want to check them out at the link, which is athleticgreens.com forward slash Matt Walker. And if you use that link, you'll get some money off your first order and also some free travel packs. So that's athleticgreens.com forward slash Matt Walker. Okay, my goodness, that is another large informational sleep download for you to juggle and place into your memory circuit. So let's review here with a final summary as we wrap up. What have we learned today? Are there specific simple take-home messages? Look, I know it's common for some podcasts to perhaps understandably shy away from complexity. I get it. We all want a simple and clear message before we get on with our busy lives. And I often fall into that trap of wanting that from those podcasts that I listen to as well. But if you're a listener to this podcast, I trust that it's okay for me not to shy away from the fact of this scientific complexity. So, in terms of the summary, with nuance and complexity, I think there are four things that we can say. First, exercising at almost any time of day is going to be helpful for your sleep. Second, working out at different times of day can, in some modest measure, change the type of the sleep benefit. And here, what we learned is that morning exercise may, and that's sort of me doing may in inverted commas, may be somewhat better for improving the speed with which you fall asleep. And evening exercise, again, may be somewhat more beneficial for helping you stay asleep at night in terms of sleep efficiency. Third, if we wish to talk about time of day of exercise and sleep stages, there is emerging, at least I think preliminary evidence, that exercising in the middle of the day may cause a very modest minor reduction in REM sleep relative to if you were to exercise in the morning or in the evening. But again, emphasis on modest. Fourth and finally, what we've discovered is that exercising in the morning or in the evening helps with spending less time awake at night and can modestly but beneficially decrease the amount of shallow, unrestorative stage one non-REM sleep that you suffer. But once more, if I could offer you one piece of advice across all of these four episodes, it is, you've guessed it, exercise. The track record of exercise when it comes to sleep improvement is evidential, meaning it is data evident. All I would say is that make sure that that exercise is at least 30 minutes in duration if you're looking for those sleep benefits and has at least a moderate to vigorous degree of activity intensity. Remember from our last episode, it doesn't need to be anything extreme. So don't worry about that component. And finally, don't worry about working out in the evening. It doesn't seem to harm your sleep 
as long as it's at least within 90 minutes before you dive into bed. And that's a wrap on our exercise and sleep series, at least for now, because there is so much more to say. Indeed, there's an entire other half of this story that I've not yet told you about, which I will discuss in a separate series forthcoming, and that is the following. Beyond the effects of exercise on sleep, what about the effects of sleep on next day exercise? And don't worry, we'll get to that in a separate series at some other time point. I simply hope you've enjoyed this mini-series on exercise and sleep for now. If you did, uh, <laughs> or even if you didn't, and perhaps especially if you didn't, please let me know on Twitter or Instagram. Feedback is so delightfully welcome. I will now say take care, and I'll see you in the next episode.